from the man cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Guys, thanks for watching all the videos. And hey, if you're not a subscriber, I'd love to have you join the channel. Our daily devotion today is May the 8th. Look how windy it is. That is way over there. Oh my goodness. I think we're getting, for this week, we've been getting like 40, 50 mile an hour winds. You can tell behind me. It's a twister. Not really. Guys, today we're going to be in the book of Jude, chapter one, which there is only one chapter. We're going to start with verse four. And listen to this, because this is so sobering. I mean, when I read this, it's just... There's these texts, these, these verses in the Bible, it's just like it pierces your heart, especially if you love the Lord. This text reads like this. For certain people have crept in, watch this, they're sneaky, unnoticed, who long ago were designated for this condemnation. Ungodly people pervert the grace of God into sensuality and deny our only master, the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, here's the thing. What is this text talking about? Let me give you an example. I was reading the newspaper and you're like, the newspaper? I didn't think they even put out newspapers anymore. Yeah, they do. Listen, I was reading the newspaper and there was an advertisement for a church. Now, I recognize the church in my hometown. And here's the thing. It is a very, very large church, okay? It probably has 8,000 members, 10,000 members. But one of the things that I noticed is they were looking for a certain position. They were looking for a pastor, okay? They were looking for a production engineer. And as I was reading this, I was reading the qualifications. Nowhere did it say that this individual had to be saved, had to be born again, had to believe in God, had to know God, had to have any kind of belief system. Oh no, you know what they wanted? This is what it said. Now, I'm ad-libbing, okay? I wish I'd have brought the newspaper, but it's so windy today. It would have just been wrestling. It said, we want someone who can produce a performance, a show that can entertain, that will help us to keep captive our audience. This person's job, according to the written outline, okay, was to aid in the performance, okay, to entertain those individuals, to keep help keep them a captive audience, okay? So when they leave, they feel fulfilled. Blasphemy. Listen, listen, listen. What it basically sounds is, it's the world. What they're referring to is Sunday morning at 8, 10, and 12. Are you with me? That's what they're performing for. This is the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not for entertainment, okay? It's not a performance. It's God's word, okay? Now back to our text today. Friends, Jude tells us this, that this is going to happen. Thousands of years ago, Jude wrote this, okay? For your benefit and for my benefit, to warn us what it was going to look like in the end days. Certain people have crept in unnoticed. But watch what the Word says, because I want you to see how in control our God is, okay? Who crept in unnoticed, who were long ago were designated for this condemnation, meaning this, God is allowing these individuals who think they're sneaky, who think they're quiet, who are kind of on the down low, okay? But God is saying this, that I have designated them, meaning this, I have allowed them to creep in to my sanctuary, okay, for their condemnation, okay, because of what? 
Only the remnant is going to be saved. Okay, only the elect of God will actually make it to heaven. Only those who are truly children of the living God, who are born again, who are followers of Christ, who are possessors and not possessors, okay? Jude goes ahead and he's going to describe these people. He says, ungodly people. See, when the world gets into the church secretively, whether it's a businessman, a bank owner, some guy who's very uh, admired and looked upon in society, a lot of times what they try to do is they like to take the outward successes and they like to try to bring that into the church and run the church as if it was a business or it was theirs. That's what they like to do. Well, this worked for me and my business. You know, I'm the CEO of this company. I, I, I do this over here. You know, I'm this great banker. I'm this and this and this and all these things. And, and here's the thing. God says, ungodly. He says, this is my church. I'll run it the way I want to run it, okay? But this isn't fooling God because here's the thing. Why isn't this fooling God? Because of this, designated for condemnation. Individuals that sneak in the church, two things that they often do, they either use lasciviousness or legalism. I mean, they either go into one of those camps. Normally, these secret people, you'll find them following into one camp or another. They're being very legalistic, okay? Meaning having you jump through the hoops to do certain things. You have to do this and this and this and this and none of it, which is in the Word of God, likened unto the Pharisees and the Sadducees, like into the people that Jesus called hypocrites, okay? Or on the other side, lasciviousness, meaning giving you basically a license to sin. Well, you're a member of the church and you're a member of this group over here. You have a license to sin. Oh, it's, you know, it's all going to be forgiven. And everybody makes it to heaven. Oh, there really isn't a hell. You know, only parts of the Bible are true. That's what they say. But what does God say? I don't care what they say, okay? They're like counterfeiters. What Jude says, how, how he describes them, ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into sensuality and deny our master, the only Lord and Jesus Christ. When you deny the Bible, you deny Jesus. Most people don't realize that because Jesus is what? Jesus is, I am the word. I am the logos. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Meaning Jesus is the word. He is the logos. He is the living word. The word would not exist if it were not for Jesus. The earth that I'm standing on here would not exist if it wasn't for Jesus speaking it into existence. The word of God tells us that everything that you experience, everything that was created, Everything that was created was created by Jesus, for Jesus, for the glory of heaven, for the glory of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, okay? They're trying to skirt. They're trying to shimmy. They're trying, man has come up with ways, okay, over and over again, how he thinks he will present his life Okay, to God, through his good works. My good will outweigh my bad. Look at this production. Look at how we entertain. Friends, here's the thing. When I see a church of thousands, 10,000, I like what Billy Graham said. In all those crusades, he says, you know, every hundred, I'm guessing that probably only eight to 10 are actually have true saving faith. Oh yeah, they may have said the right things, but if it was real, they would have stayed with it. You understand? It would have, there's a change. Friends, there's a change when God changes you. It's not you working from the outside in. It's not me trying to get rid of things in my life. It's God dwelling on the inside of me and things come naturally. You'd understand one of the things in this text that it talks about is this. They always have their mind demented, okay? Sickened towards sexuality, towards sex, okay? So much so that there's always a perversion, okay? This is the same with cults too. Mean? Meaning this, they, they focus on sex, okay? They're always thinking about sex. There's always talk about sex. There's always this and this and this. Meaning this, it's perverted. It's not as God said. God said the marriage bed is undefiled. That's between a husband and a wife and it's hush hush. 
you know, talk about it. It's quiet, meaning the husband and wife before God, as in the Song of Solomon, God is hovering over the bed and giving his blessing to what he is allowed, okay? But there's always a perversion of sex. So much so, okay, that I don't know of a false cult or a false religion that doesn't capitalize on that. Islam says this, when a jihadist blows himself up in martyrdom, that he will wake up with 72 virgins in a place called paradise, okay? Mormonism, they say something similar, that if you're a good Mormon, you get your own planet and you get to populate it with all the women that you want. Okay? All these other cults, they're, they're doing all the same things, and I don't want to go into all of them, but I want to tell you this. What did, what did Jesus, Jesus say in the Word of God, the inerrant Word of God? He said there's no sex in heaven. We're likened unto the angels in heaven. Day they came up to Jesus and they said, Jesus, we have a story, meaning they're trying to trap Jesus. I love these jokers. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely love the jokers trying to trap God. That's who they're trying to trap. You're so smart. You know what I'm saying? Man's futility, man's wisdom. I'm going to trap God. Watch me. Um, Jesus, I have a story to tell you. He goes, go on, tell me. He says, there were seven brothers, and one of them was married. And one of them had sex with his wife, and he died, but she didn't have a child. Now, the next brother, according to the law, he married the wife. And they had relationships, but she didn't get pregnant. He died. And let me shorten the story for you, Jesus, okay? All seven brothers had this woman here on earth. Now, <laughs> Jesus, they, you know, they're so arrogant, okay? Jesus, when they all die and they make it to heaven, whose wife will she be? Gotcha. Jesus says this, <laughs> you do err because you don't, know the scriptures and you don't know God. There is no sex in heaven. Okay? Friends, if you're into something, if you're into a cult, if you're into a false religion and they're promising you sex in heaven or sex after this life, they're lying to you. So why do cults and why do these false belief systems and these false religions and these groups promise you some kind of uh, extracurricular activity after you die, meaning this, super sex, great sex, power sex. You're given some false distortion of sex, okay, saying that you're going to have it after you die. Because, watch this very carefully, the only way they can tie a reward system into their false belief system, cult religion, okay, is to take the best things here on earth and transfer those things, okay, to the afterlife because they don't know God and they don't know His Word. Friends, here's the thing. When you take money, which people sell their bodies for money, they steal, they kill, they destroy, they murder for money, they do all these things, they sell their soul for money. They try to gain the whole world but lose their soul for what? For money. But when I make it to heaven, the streets are made of gold. You don't need money anymore. What about sex? Something that's so wonderful here on earth between a husband and a wife, okay? Something that God says he blesses in right relationship. The marriage bed is undefiled. Why is there sex in heaven? Because there are so many things that are greater than. But that person who's in this false belief system, this false religion, this group, they can't understand that because they're taking something that means so much to them on earth and trying to transfer that pleasure up to heaven. Where here's the thing. There are so many things greater than that. You would never choose that even if you could. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. He says this, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. Watch it. He goes on. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers. When it talks about teachers, it's not talking about a legitimate teacher. You know what it's talking about? 
It's talking about a person who's crept into the church, okay? Because they have itching ears. They want to hear what they want to hear. They want to hear that the life they're living is acceptable to God when it absolutely isn't. They want to say that they're okay. They want someone to come along and say, hey, the life you're living is okay. It's okay to be in sin. It's okay. That's lasciviousness. And so, you know, that's what they're doing. They're, they're perverting the grace of God, okay? So he says this, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. When we look at the original language, guess where it's leading to us? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you have a desire for sex. Man, if your wife isn't fulfilling your needs, man, go out and get it. You know what I'm saying? It's always a distortion of what God gave. Satan is always offering a counterfeit, saying, do it this way. But what God says in Galatians 5.19 will maybe sober some of you up. He uses the word fornication. He uses the word adultery. He uses the word immorality. He uses the word sexual immorality. And he says those who do such things will not enter heaven. It's a startling warning, okay? Man's ways, God's the ways. distinction, okay. what God says over here, and then what Satan is peddling. Are your ears itching? Do you itch your ears all the time? I mean, listen, let me ask you this. Do you have to go to a church? that tells you all the good stuff all the time? Or are you allowed to hear a rebuke from Almighty God? Are you, to allow, are you able to read God's Word as it truly is? Or do you have to have someone go through His Word and only pick out the good spots? And you're going to hear that every Sunday. Here's the thing. If you hear that every Sunday, guess what? You're going to fall short. Okay, because that's not the whole Word of God. Okay, you need the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You need the law of God and the grace of God. You need God's mercy and long-suffering. But you have to realize that He's a just God and a righteous judge. You need it all. I don't need just legalism over here. I don't need to be pounded down. And I know a lot of times that's what it seems like. Okay, I can't get pounded down every single day. Okay, no, I have to have the love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, God's long-suffering in my life. But I also so realize this, as I'm enjoying and basking in God's love and His grace and His mercy when I make mistakes and He gives me time to repent of sins that I commit any given day, okay? I have to realize that I am serving a just God and watch this very carefully. He is holy, okay? And He is a righteous judge and He can call any of us on the carpet any time. Again, back to Timothy, Paul's protege. He says this, they have itching ears and will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their passions. They only want certain individuals going in there. What's funny is, I understand. Here's the thing. You're like, Matt, you understand? Sure, because they're lost. They want other lost people to teach them. Back to the text, okay? Itching ears that they accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. They want to hear what they want to hear. They want to hear that the life that they're living, that's contrary to God, that they're okay. In the end, they're going to be okay. They're not going to be okay. It goes on. And we'll turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Do you know a person can't tell you, watch this, with these false cultural religions and belief systems. Whenever they use the word myth, run as if you're a sprinter in the Olympics, okay? Or it's been passed down. No. I want to know that it's the inerrant Word of God from the beginning. Don't tell me a myth. Don't tell me some lie. Don't tell me grandpa's grandpa believed this. I could care less what grandpa's 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 believed it. I want the Word of God. It's it. The break myths. You know what they do? Let me tell you about their myths. Breathe in, breathe out. Friends, I can't tell you how many people, what, Matt, why are you so passionate? I know personally thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who are going to one day die and open their eyes in hell because of this garbage that they are listening to and following myths. Heard it over here. Grandpa told me, been a part of it here. It's all going to lead them down to the gates of hell and beyond. I love these people.
even though they're nasty to the core. What do they need? <laughs> You're like, what? What do they need? Why are they nasty? Why are they evil? Why are they liars? Why are they deceptive? Why are they thieves? Why are they murderers? Why? 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 Because they don't have Jesus Christ. Listen very carefully. I was a sinner at one time before I got saved too. What do they need? All those people I just described, what do they need? They need the same thing I needed. I needed a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I needed to get saved. I was playing the game, so I understand the game long enough. Okay, I, here's the thing. I need Jesus. I need the real deal. I need the real thing. I don't want to die one day and open my eyes and be in a place of torment and hopelessness and helplessness, a place of forever, a place of eternity with weeping and gnashing of teeth because I believed in a myth. Okay, they even use that. It's been passed down. It's been told. It's, it's, no, tell me, tell me this. Is it the inerrant word of God? See, the Bible says this. Whoever tries to save his life will lose it. Whoever is willing to lose his life for my sake will save it. Well, why is it every religion and every false called out there, if you go to leave, you're going to suffer consequences because Satan doesn't want you leaving. He wants to hold on to you. You know what I'm saying? You know what you are? You're money. Uh, what do you mean? <sighs> distortion of sex? Look in the thing that you're involved in. How are they promoting sex? Are you paying dues? What are they promising you? They promising you protection? Promising you'll be okay in the end? They promising that they're going to always be there. No one will be there when you die and go to hell. You know, there's someone out there saying, well, Matt, I'm going to this church. and I, I think it's okay. You know what I'm saying? First of all, look at the preaching. If they're not preaching the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, run. Okay? If they're not preaching the full gospel of Jesus Christ, not the great stories. Friends, I could sit here and tickle your ears with great stories and tell you everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay for those who are in the way, but it's not going to be okay for the rest of them. And so here's the thing. First thing you need to do is find out if your church is legit. What is the man? behind the pulpit speaking, okay? Second of all, does he qualify to be behind the pulpit? Does he qualify to be behind that pulpit? Meaning this, is he a lover of God? Is he hearkened to the word of God that that is the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no other way to get to heaven except through what Jesus said? Also, look at the elders, the deacons, okay, and all those people in positions of power, okay? Are they qualified to be there? According to Timothy and Titus, okay? Because I have yet to be at a church where the elders or deacons qualified according to God's word. Not Matt's word, not me judging. What God? It's not hard to do. I mean, if you know a guy's had six divorces, okay, and sleeps around and he's a drunk, he's not qualifying. If you know a guy, his children are reckless, he's not qualifying. If you know a guy doesn't have his finances in, in order, he doesn't qualify. These are God's standards. They're not Matt's standards. Oh, you're being judgmental. No, God's setting a standard. What is the standard? What he demands. Why? God's holy. Okay? What about the pastor? Same qualifications. He should fulfill all those qualifications, all right? And if not, don't listen to him. Why? Because God's Spirit won't rest upon him. That church is Ichabod. The Lord has departed. Okay? God promises in the seven churches of Asia Minor, when, when you have ungodly people in that church, God takes His Spirit away. Stand are so high because they're role models. You're supposed to be able to look at their life and follow them, okay? Right into the gates of heaven because they're living it. That's what Paul said. Paul said, follow me. Do as I'm doing unless I start to goof up and then don't follow me. He says, I'm following Christ. You can follow me, okay? But that's why the standard is so high. And I know there's someone saying, well, we don't have anyone that qualifies. Well, good. You don't need to have an elder or deacon. You can be a servant of the living God without a title. See, people like those titles because they're fleshly. 
That's why they like the titles. They want, there's more men that are elders and deacons right now. It's because they want that title. They want that business card. They want that plaque. They want to be acknowledged before man instead of acknowledged before Almighty God. God says, I'm looking for servants. I'm looking for people who get on their hands and knees and wash floors when everyone's already left the service. Let me tell you the tragedy here. Let, let me just tell you the tragedy. You got ministers that don't qualify to be ministers because most of them aren't saved, okay? Or they don't qualify according to God's word. You have the same thing with elders. You have the same thing with deacons. But watch this. What they don't realize is when the church goes on, trying to have church with these individuals in leadership positions, God says this, my spirit will not rest upon that man and I will not speak through him. So what is he? He's just a parrot. He's just reading commentary. He's coming up with something to spit out on Sunday that isn't from God. God has a specific word for every church and for every pastor who abides in the vine, who is resting in his word, okay? And he will speak through that individual, but he will never speak through that individual if they're in sin, if they don't qualify for the position, okay, of being the head shepherd of that church. They are a servant of Almighty God, but when they don't qualify, God takes his spirit away. Ichabog. That's what he says in the seven churches of Asia Minor, that over that church, you ought to just stamp the word. God has left this church. And so I guess you can tell this is like one of my pet peeves, okay? You're like, man, it sounds like you're a little bit angry with these people that are uh, not doing right, not acting right, and, and making a mockery of God and His Word. You could say that, guys. Guys, here's the thing. Let me close with this. Why did God tell us all this? I mean, really, why did He give us... And here's the thing. I hit maybe two scriptures, maybe three, okay? Why is the Bible filled with warnings that what would take place in the end days because he didn't want any of you being duped deceived by satan okay by the world system by liars okay by these people who have crept in by these people who have a false agenda but you no matter what feeding your soul with his word with his spirit okay and so you might have to be more diligent in your search okay in your application with your focus with your zeal how you're going to accomplish that because here's the thing it's getting harder and harder and the bible told us it would be like this. And so is God out of control? Absolutely not. God's judgment is about to come down on this earth. And it even is, okay? We're already seeing the birth pains of all that is taking place, okay? And so what do you need to do? Stand fast. Just like God's word said, stand fast in what you know, in the light, in the spirit, okay? Serve him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and don't back down. This is Matt from the Man Cave.